Hello, everybody. Welcome into Camel Call Friday. We are coming to the end of competition for Campbell University, not only for the 22-23 year, but for the Big South period. Campbell, I have the patches on ice, and I'm ready to rip off the Band-Aid. You just let me know when, <laughs> yeah. and I'll go Coastal Carolina circa 2016 and rip those patches off. That is a uh, that is a deep cut there. Some of those will know uh, exactly what that is. But with uh, Evan... I'm Chris. Thank you for joining us. Our track team already making a splash at nationals. Our four by 100 relay team, they earned honorable all American honors. They ran a school record. Still more to go. If you're listening to this on Friday, we'll already know some results, but Dorcas Ewey and Chastity Pickett, um, a sprinter and a mid distance runner. They are both running in the national championships. The 4 by 100 though, was so neat because you looked at the programs, USC, LSU, Oregon, there's elite programs in this competition. And, and yes, for those who are curious, Campbell did not finish in the top five. But think of how many teams it takes to get to this finalist of 16 and then to earn the honorable mention All-America honors. Third fastest Big South time ever. So not only a program record, but one of the best runs in the conference. And, you know, you're just looking at the results and the reaction People were so pleased and so excited. And that's what we wanted, Campbell, to break records. Clearly in the long distance with the 3,000, the 5,000, the 10,000, we have broken records before with our Kenyan runners. But to do it in a 4 by 100 that takes elite athleticism, it takes getting obviously more than just one athlete. What a performance by the track program. Yeah, just outstanding what they have done. And then to go to the Nationals and perform and get and get All-American honors just just sensational. So their year keeps on going. Um, we'll have more to talk about that. Uh, next week, I think, will be our final before we take a hiatus for the summer on Camel Call Friday. But we've got a lot of baseball to talk about. Um, coming up um, at the end of this podcast, we'll we'll let you hear from some from the from the final press conference for Campbell in this 2023 baseball season. Campbell, of course, it was a year. Going into the regionals, already the best in program history, no matter what would have happened in those regionals. Campbell, of course, ranked since the middle of March, still in the top 15, um, as they have been for the majority of the year. Campbell just keeping to rack up, rack up the wins. Second most wins in program history, but the most wins with a much tougher schedule than when they won uh, 49 back in 2013. And coming into the regional as a number two seed, something that they had never done. It was their Seventh regional overall, their fifth straight regional, uh, which is incredible. And the fact that they came in as a number two seed and for the third time in the last five years, Campbell making it to a regional final before falling to host South Carolina. Just an incredible, incredible three days that had so many ups and downs and ebbs and flows as, as regionals often did. We were sitting there on Saturday, June 3rd, and it was probably the fifth or sixth inning uh, double play ball from Logan Jordan. I think you and I look at each other and go, oh boy, like this could be it right here. We could be two in barbecue and a tough postseason, but give that team credit. The seventh and eighth inning, just a massive offense in that game. And then against NC State, they really blew them out of the water. Yeah. I and mean, that game was not close, yeah. even from the start. You know, South Carolina and part of its pitching and part of its their offense and there's a lot that goes into it, but and fielding, but that was a tough team to beat twice. And that's where you kind of wish moving forward, you start one of them in a region. It's a little easier to win a yeah. region that way. 
Campbell got got dealt a very, very tough, tough region. South Carolina was the 15th overall seed, but those that followed SEC baseball or just national baseball, South Carolina was one of the best teams in the country at the beginning of the year. They were injured. They went into a SEC that was the toughest it's ever been. And so they lost a lot of games in May and they fell off of the national radar, but they were fully healthy. They were at home. And it would not be a surprise if they beat Florida, who they already have beat yeah. this year, the number two team in the country, and make it to Omaha. So again, those that are like, wow, you know, couldn't get it done against the top 15 seed. There's a lot that goes into that, but this wasn't your normal 15th seed in the NCAA tournament, unfortunately, for Campbell and NC State the same way with a team that had underachieved and really had a lot. That was one of the tougher three seeds that you could ever uh, ever go up against. Well, think about this. Arkansas, top 10 nationally. Vanderbilt, top 10 nationally. Those teams didn't make it out of the opening weekend. Yeah. There's a lot of good clubs yeah. that do not get past the regional round. We've talked a lot about ECU on this podcast and their struggles getting to Omaha. So winning those first two weekends are not a cakewalk and not every team in the country does it. There's a curse where the number one team in the country hasn't won a national title since 1999. Yeah. Guys, it's been 25 years since the number one seeds won the title. It's not as easy as on paper. Oh, well, you're this seed. You're going to beat this seed. And you're going to beat this team. It doesn't happen that way. And like you mentioned, 46 wins. I mean, one, you mentioned the 49 win year. But in terms of competition and opponents and top 25 non-conference schedule, this is way different precedent of what they did. And then all the all-conference players, the most since Coastal in 2010. So that alone is a, a different threshold. Yeah. And then the All-Americans to have Lawson Harrell and Bryce Arnold and Kate Keeler with different publications. But to be All-Americans, to have three of them on one team, and then not to mention your best regular season, your best postseason, your strongest finish. I mean, sure, would fans love to go to Gainesville this weekend? Of course. But so do other top 25 teams have those goals, and they couldn't do it. So yeah, overall, maybe the best season ever. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, that's it is the best season uh, ever period. And when they, they really got off to a, a, a rough start, really the first uh, game and a half, it was a, it was a five, one loss to NC state where the bats uh, couldn't get any runners in, in scoring position. They couldn't hit any extra, extra base hits that uh, they had errors. Um, and that kind of carried over until the half of the central Connecticut state game. And then an incredible moment that'll go down as one of my best memories in Campbell baseball history, but Bryce Arnold hit a grand slam. Um, bases were loaded. We're in the seventh inning. You're like, man, Campbell really needs a grand slam right now. And it, he got a grand and slam. And it could be his final game yeah. in a Campbell jersey because he's projected to have draft possibilities yeah. this summer. And, and literally that could have been it. You know, right. two in barbecue, team morale looked a little shaken. Fans were a little nervous. Yeah, You and I were looking at each other like, okay, like, it's got to pick up now. And right. they finally got the ace out of the game and Nyman. And then, boom, the bats come to life. And then Belbin hits one into the left field corner. And then the next day, he hits one basically out of the ballpark, like into the parking lot. And then, boom, the bats couldn't stop. Even in the South Carolina game, the bats were rolling in the first five innings. You know, then the ace, Will Sanders, comes in. And you kind of expect that in a tough game. But, man, the bats were, were good the yeah. next three days. Yeah, and then against NC State, the team that beat him, and, of course, they hadn't played this year and, you know, Wolfpack fans that have never been known for their tact were all over, you know, welcome to the ACC and that. And then to Campbell to come back. It was a and, fun Twitter weekend. And NC State season just clobbering them. 11 to 1 was the final score. 
And um, it was almost the reverse of the first game. NC State got some hits, but they couldn't uh, get hits when it counted or extra base hits. Kimball's starting pitching really was phenomenal um, through uh, the majority of the week. And th- their pitching period was really, really good. The bats started to heat up and then and then Campbell making it again to, to a regional final. So again, the goal for this team was beyond the regional for the first time in program history. And they are dispo- disappointed. And as we'll hear, emotional about it because this is a special group. And even though you return some, you will never have this group again. This was a special group uh, that truly thought they could go all the way. But they did so many things that no other Campbell baseball team has done before. And they will be remembered as the team that got Campbell into the rankings for the majority of the year. The team that got a number two seed. That's never going to happen again. Hopefully it keeps going on. Lots of rumors uh, uh, around the country. Um, and it certainly looks like uh, Coach Hare uh, definitely had some places that wanted him. Chris Schefter Haymeyer. And he wanted to come back uh, to Campbell. So um, so a lot of uh, and, stuff and as this program keeps this going on. Because up. in 18, we went down to Athens, Georgia, and yep. that team got over the hump of not making a tournament in X amount of years right. since the 14 club. Different roster, different head coach, you know, different dynamic. And then each year it was, okay, win a game in the region, then win a second game then win a Big South regular and a postseason title. Now it's get in the top 10 and earn national respect. Yep. You know, that's a huge tier from just being in the tournament as an at-large. In to the conversation a, for hosting a regional. To be well. one of the last yeah. teams that could have hosted a regional, right? With our friends at Coastal and other schools fighting for those bids. Yep. But now you're in the conversation of maybe preseason top 25. Maybe Campbell's a destination to play big series every year. You know, Coastal's playing a three-game series again next year, two there, one here, and they'll reverse that every season. But that's where Campbell is now, where you think of baseball yep. programs and you say, okay, this is a big state of good teams, but Campbell is right up with Wake and ECU and NC State and Duke of legit programs. Right, and and as we had heard just with so many people in the national media and just your casual baseball fans being like, wow, Campbell, everybody is talking about Campbell, and it makes a difference if you are in those rankings because you see them everywhere, whether it's the bottom line on ESPNU or whether it's in the paper or whether it's in magazines or whether it's online. When you are ranked and consistently ranked, that adds a piece. Not saying that Campbell hadn't been as good as a team before, but they had gotten off to bad starts. So getting off to good starts and being ranked, it's just been an incredible, incredible year, and here's in that, in that 2018 season. We were here for those opening series. We started seven and nine, yeah, and then went on to win the Big South and played in Athens. This team is now top ten RPI, top ten strength of schedule. Like the, this is a huge jump in five years, and that's credit to here and the staff. Yeah, it's just amazing this run of a half decade that looks like it's going to be set up to go on to go on longer. Here are some thoughts from Coach uh, Justin Hare, Logan Jordan, and Jared Belbin after the loss to South Carolina in the regional final. You know, the um, perseverance and uh, just fight of our guys is, um, it's, um, as a coach, it's all that you could could possibly ask for and um there's a bunch of guys um in that dugout and you know that won't put on the black and orange again and um 
We ask our guys to um, do a lot, and um, the main thing is to love each other, and they do that um, in a million different ways. And uh, this one hurts, but every guy that's walking out of the door of our program um, can hold their head high knowing that they left it better than how they found it. And um, that's, that's basically the only two things that we ask of our guys. Love each other and try to leave the program better than how you found it. And this group certainly did that. So, this question is for the two players there. Um, with the uh, offense that you guys put up, the home runs that you hit, the uh, hockey helmet celebrations there, uh, I don't think you guys can get away with the uh, nobody from nowhere anymore. You definitely helped put Campbell on the map. How do you two feel about uh, what you've helped build in uh, Bowie's Creek? I mean, yeah, we're a bunch of dudes that come from JUCO high school. Um, we're not really known people when we come to Campbell, but uh, our coaching staff does a great job of um, developing us and making us who we are now and getting us far in the season. And I guess we're just from a small town, that's all. Um, no one knows where Bowie's Creek's at, but we tend to make a name for ourselves every year, so that's our goal. I mean, how proud are you, are, are you of this run? Yeah, um, I'm incredibly proud of this team and uh, how how much we developed together and made a great run. And obviously, the amount of history that we all put together, like, this is the funnest season I've ever had. And I would never want to do it with anyone else. Like, I'm going to miss these guys so much. And yeah, I just, yeah, that's all I can say. I mean, yeah, usually when we're down by a few runs, we never put our head down because, like, the way our coaches, like, train us, like, we're here never – we're never down in the fight. Um, it's just – yeah, our offense is just incredible, and I hats off to our coaching staff because when we come in, we're, we're just – like we said, nobody's from nowhere. But these guys help us get on the map and help us put the ball in play, I guess. And I spend hours and hours with our coaching staff, and I would not be – here today without them and be the player I am now. So I'm very thankful for my coaching staff. So that'll do it for this edition of Camel Call Friday. We're going to put a bow on this year and get you looking ahead to the CAA. We'll have uh, some final thoughts on track to talk about. And then we really will flip the page to 23-24. Campbell officially joining the CAA on July 1st. It's a new year, sports year. It's a new conference. And heck, we've talked about it. We've loved our time in the Big South, but now we're leveling up. And it's a new experience. It's a new opportunity. We've been the men's all sports trophy winners, and we'll dive into that. And right up there in the Commissioner Cup standings, like, this is the perfect time to jump on the Campbell bandwagon. It gets really good this summer. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. Campbell again winning the men's all sports trophy as best men's all around program in the Big South Conference. That Put a bowl in the Big South. Look forward to the CAA. Talk some track next Friday on Camel Call Friday. Thanks for listening.